Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors, Macabre Manor, Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm Jody. And I'm Bitter James. I mean... How's that any different than any other day? Oh, you're right. Sorry. And I'm James. <laughs> it's actually been a good day. I'm just having a super bitter beer right now. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. People who want the overlap, I'm having Stones, Rune 10, Triple IPA at 10.8%. Cool. I'm still having Ravenwood Mead. House yeah. Mead. I guess I should specify it's the House Mead. I'm so looking forward to opening that. Oh, yeah. You you went there last night, right? Yes. Did, did um, I did. Yeah, yeah. I told I told uh, Brian, the bartender, about the podcast episode, but it's it's kind of rare anymore that I catch Rue when she's in there. So ah. I, I, I will probably see her at some point Saturday. So, all right. So uh, I found mine because, uh, of course, we did an episode not too far distant from now on James Joyce's Ulysses. Mm-hmm. And I think, I, I don't know if I mentioned it in the episode or just to people, but I, I before I tried Ulysses, I first read a short story, The Dead, which is one of the short stories from the Dubliners, because it was suggested as sort of a spooky Christmas story. So I read it back at Christmas and then I'll give Ulysses a shot. But I was okay. looking up movies of the dead, or maybe I read it in one of the things or listened to it on the podcast. I, I've been into James Joyce for a few months. And found one that's supposed to be really highly rated, and I do have it saved as on a on a to watch list, but I've not watched it yet. Mm-hmm. Is The Dead, nineteen eighty seven with John Huston. Okay. And I was thinking to myself, self, I know who John Huston is. Have I seen him in anything? Well, kind of, kind of not. But I discovered that there is a big overlap with him and several things that we've talked about. Okay. And that's what gave me the idea for this episode. Okay. So first, of course, is James Joyce. Mm -hmm. Just mentioned. Second, he voiced Gandalf in the animated Hobbit and animated Lord of the Rings or uh, Return of the King in 1977 and 1980, respectively. Yeah. He had a part in Murders in the Rue Morgue, which has a a slight overlap because we've talked about Poe along with Lovecraft and various authors like that. Mm -hmm. He did Moby Dick in 1956 and that overlaps because Ray Bradbury actually wrote the screenplay with him and we talked about Ray Bradbury. Yeah. Yeah, they Ray Bradbury actually went to Ireland and hung out with John Houston and and they worked together. Uh, if you read Ray's short story The Banshee, that's okay. uh kind of a, a take on their relationship a little bit. In fact, they they didn't really perfectly get along but Ray didn't want to say anything bad. Uh, he did end up writing about it later uh, after enough time went by that, that he could look at it from both sides. And th- then there's more, but that's not this episode. Okay. He was also the narrator in the black cauldron, that 1985 Disney spooky animated movie. I've watched that. Me too. We've talked about it on the podcast. Yes, we have. And he had a part uh, he, he directed and stuff. The man who would be king, which helped influence Indiana Jones, but also starred in 1975, Sean Connery, who was, besides us talking about him in general, mm-hmm. one of the James Bonds, which we have talked about. Yes. Other than that, only other thing I have is that his daughter, Angelica, who actually was in The Dead also, mm-hmm. but beyond that, played Polly Dosh Dutch. 
don't know if I've ever heard her last name, Polly, Polly, and Spinal Tap. She's the one who created Stonehenge and made yes. it small because they fucked up writing it on the napkin. Yes, because they marked, they'd used the symbol for inches instead of feet. Right. Yes. In the previous episode that we just recorded, when I went, goes to 11, that's what we'll talk about. There's the overlap with that. <laughs> but nope, just out of me. I, I don't know Jack about John Houston, other than I know who he is because he's famous. And, yeah. Uh, you know. He was uh, he was an actor, but he was also a director. Yeah, he's actually some of his biggest things like that, that he got the most kudos for were directing and writing. Yeah. But he didn't even really, I think he got into acting because somebody had him act, but he started as a writer, which I think, I don't have that note, but Murders in the Rue Morgue, he started writing with that one. Uh, and that one may star, oh, crap, a couple of the, the old horror actors um, that we've talked about, but I don't have those written down and I'm not going to look them up because, you know, don't know if I've really seen him in any of these except for the voice of Gandalf and the narrator in Black Cauldron, but I saw that and I'm like, holy crap, he overlaps with a lot of our shit. Yeah. But that's mine. That's all I had. Okay. I may have misunderstood the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. What you got? Well, I was, because we, we talked about Lovecraft, because uh, we talked about the two Lovecraft stories in the uh, episode we just recorded a couple nights ago. And, I, you know, I was saying, well, Lovecraft, because, you know, some of the music, because we, we talked about Black Sabbath and Blue Oyster Cult, both writing songs based on Lovecraft stories. And I'm sure they're not the only ones. No, no, there were more. Yeah, I mean, you know, not I haven't looked, but I just I know there are more. I, I know there's been a lot of movies made on off of stuff that he he wrote. Herbert West Reanimator, which I guess we haven't really talked about any of those, but um, that one for some reason springs to mind. Um, and Guillermo del Toro, I don't know if he's working on it again, and they're actually going to do it as like a s- series on streaming. But I know at one point he was trying to do a movie of. Mountains at the mountains of madness, of madness. Yeah. yeah and we've talked about that episode or talked about that sh- that story in an episode yes we have well specifically you but i've read it it's yeah great story and yeah he's been working on that forever at one point it was canceled because when they finally looked at um production costs they went there ain't no way <laughs> there's no way we can afford a movie of this and uh, but you no know, i yeah i think uh, i think they're looking at doing it as a uh, as a series on streaming service somewhere well, as much as amazon is paying for mm-hmm. all the production for rings of power uh, yeah shouldn't be that like it shouldn't be that high no i not yeah. yeah looks like uh in december of last year he pitched it to netflix at least okay I mean, it'd be cool if it was though i'd just love to see it yeah if they do it well yeah but uh some somewhat similar to that is uh, michael moorcock with his especially the elric stuff I know there have been, I, I don't know that they've done any movie adaptations. I think there is one in kind of development right now for a, a again, I, maybe it's probably going to be on streaming, um, but a, a series based on that. He actually, Moorcock himself actually wrote lyrics for at least one Blue Oyster Cult song that was based on the Elric saga. Yes, indeed. We've talked about that. Nice. Yeah. Nice overlap there. Yeah. So um, that's because uh, all of a sudden I just remembered Moorcock when... <laughs> <laughs> when we started we were getting ready to start this and i was like shit i got two okay so but yeah that's uh we haven't really talked about conan in any form of media but i just noticed that um there for a while uh i guess marvel comics had the rights to elric and they they introduced him in a conan comic i'm trying to like 
back in the 80s or yeah recent? yeah 70s or 80s you know what i have all of those i've got all the marvel conan not the savage sword but the the smaller I might um, that, read them. i just actually saw the cover conan the barbarian number 14 march 1972 elric's Ooh. second appearance in comics nice i will have to uh pull those out. i've been meaning to pull them out and read them anyways that's a good excuse yeah uh elric first appeared in large circulation comics in america in conan the barbarian issues 14 and 15 in an adventure in two parts entitled a sword called stormbringer and the green empress of melnabone comic was written by roy thomas and illustrated by barry windsor smith based on a story plotted by michael moorcock and james cothorn cool did, was was that it or did yeah, you yeah. okay no that's fine i mean yeah i had a different thing in mind but that still works well for me okay and then if you think of something else that, yeah, that, that kind of what I did, then I'll come up with something like you did. Well, it'll be good. Okay. <laughs> and it's the Twin Terrors Macabre Manor Mead Metal Mayhem, not rigidly strict lines of demarcation by the lawful good paladin. <laughs> well, anyway, on that note, before I <laughs> tangentialize on somebody that. Yeah, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm good if you're good. Yes. <laughs> Jerk. There's a hint for what we just recorded. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, my good gentleman. We should Wait, let people go. Who are you talking to? My testicles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, we should let people go rate us. <laughs> Follow us, review us. They're okay. Bring out more testicle jokes. <laughs> There, there. Don't get testy. Okay. Uh, do you have anything to add? <laughs> um, I do, but it's best if I don't. <laughs> All right. But in that case, I'm James. I'm Jody. And we will talk to you all later. Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. For example, if you were to say, hey, James, what'd you think of their meat? I'd be like, it's good. <laughs> Probably even better be like, I fucking kicked ass. Yeah. You'll get nothing and like it. Uh, whatever. <laughs> fucking paladins. Testies, testies. One, two, three. <laughs>